But as we get started, I do have something else. Uh, you know, I like, I like, y'all know I like to watch people, learn things about people. You know, we, we, we've talked about some of it in the past, but I, I, I got a new one. You know, the ones we talked about in the past, you know, is, is, um, unhappy people are the hardest people to please. If you ever notice that, you know, dealing with unhappy people, they just, it's just hard. People that are, that are, are happy, you're going to work it out some way. You're going to find a solution. Uh, but unhappy people just constantly have have some kind of drama. So I kind of watch people, and that, that's true. You know, then we talked about criticizing. You know, you only criticize people to to bring them down in somebody else's eyes. We never do it to, to lift people up. So that's two things I kind of watch. But then I was seeing this week. How many people salt their food before they taste it? Nobody in here. Oh, one. You salt your food before tasting it. I was reading this week. Y'all, y'all know J.C. Penney, the store. But that's actually the man's name, J.C. Penney. But he, he was a, a big entrepreneur. He was in oil and gas and in stocks. It was a big, big empire, empire back in, in the day. And if he had somebody in lower management that he wanted to to consider moving up to the executive level, he would take them and their family out to dinner. And uh, that's one of the things. If you salt your food before you taste it, then you will jump to conclusions. You won't search out the facts. In other words, if you, you, know, you don't know that your food needs salt, and you're just doing it out of, as a knee-jerk reaction without... So he said, well, you'll do the same thing. If I make an executive, you won't really look at the facts. You'll make a knee-jerk... So I started... Researching that, and it's it's a it's a thing a lot of companies do. You know, they'll take a prospective person to to lunch or dinner just to see see their 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 habits, and and, and so so I'm gonna start watching people who who salt their food and then see if they do knee jerk reactions or if they jump to conclusions and and things. That's that's. <laughs> Well, you know, I used to I, I used to salt my food too before I tasted it. I didn't quit for any other reason than than I started having to watch my blood pressure. So that's really what 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 stopped it. Uh, I noticed though, y'all, I need to turn this off. But I watched my wife this weekend. Guess what she did? She saw it. So I kind of kept that to myself. Uh, <laughs> After 35 years, I kind of learned to know when to, when to push a button or not. But, uh, but I'm sure I'm sure after today somebody got me. She'll probably get the word this morning. It probably won't, won't stay in this class. Okay. Um, I rewrote this um, because this is kind of the focus of, of our book. We, we, we're on uh, the first page, How Faith Comes. But And, and, and I had y'all write this where you could put it in your prayer journal or, or whatever last week. Um, but but when, you, when you find yourself in, in worry, stress, anxiety, fear, this comes out of Mark 11, 22 through 25. These are the things you have to do to, to build your faith. First, believe it in your heart. Number two, say it with your mouth. Number three, forgive anyone you need to forgive. Number four, refuse to doubt. Remember, you can't just not think it. Worry has to be replaced with something. And then call things that be not as though they were. Talk about 
that's called corresponding action. Uh, that's when you say put face to work. That's what putting face to work means. You say what you want, not what you got. You talk about what you're going to have, you know, what the world's going to do for you, not, not what the situation calls for. So in a little, little review uh, on page one, uh, that second verse, without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We, we talked about that word without. It, 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 it means outside of faith. So, so if, if I'm outside of faith, if I'm not believing, then it's impossible to, to please God or get my prayer answered. I have to be in faith. So, man, we looked also, you know, we've seen this scripture that says everybody has the measure of faith. So everybody starts with the same measure, and then it's up to us how we develop it, uh, because somebody's not given more faith than the other. That would make God a respecter of person. So everybody starts on the same place. What you do with it is what, what makes makes the difference. So, all right. So then this morning, I, I want to give you two things. We're at the bottom of that page where it says uh, Acts 14, 7 to, through 10. Um, but before we get there, I want to give you a couple of other things here uh, that you need to think about. Um, you know, one of the one of the biggest tricks of the devil is he'll try to 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 book in your day. What, what I mean by that? Well, first thing when you wake up in the morning, the first thing on your mind is your problem. When you go to bed at night, the last thing on your mind. Is your problem, and 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 so he tries to book in your day, because your subconscious, when when you're asleep, your spirit and the Holy Spirit commune because they never sleep. The Holy Spirit downloads information into your spirit during the night, and that's why most of the time when you just start waking up or you just starting, you know. You, you you can hear that voice, or you get those ideas. You you get those answers in that subconscious time. See, but what happens if we go to bed with that anxiety, that worry, that stress? Well, then guess who's communing with our spirit? It's not the Holy Spirit. See, so so we have to remember that. You need to try to go to bed with with with, with that verse on your mind, or 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 ask God some questions. Hey, you know. What, what, what do I need to do with this? What you know? A lot of times I just say, "Hey, you, God, what would you say to me about this? What, what would you say to me about this situation? What do I need to know? See, and 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 go to sleep with with, with that on your mind, where, where where we can get back into that that because what the Bible says that God's always speaking to us, but we're not always hearing because when we're in stress and worry and anxiety, that blocks off our ability to hear. God's word, because all we're hearing is the circumstance talking to us. See, so we have to try to try to clean ourselves up. That's what the Bible talks about. It says, "Judge yourself." Every night you need to judge yourself. See, and and and, and get all that cleared up, so 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 you can get some of those those, those downloads. Now, one thing I want to talk about, and we'll hit this as we as we continue to go, is is go to uh, Luke chapter seventeen. If 
if I don't have faith to, to, and most of the time, let's just face it, most of the time when we get, I call it sucker punched by life, most of the time we don't have faith at that moment to, to, to believe. You know, the, 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 the problem really steps up in our, in our face and, and, and all these thoughts in our head are about the issue, about the problem, uh, you know, but, but I want to show you here, how, how do you increase your faith? And I, I want to show you this, then I want to show you it actually happening uh, in the Bible. Because faith, faith is a seed. See, faith has to be planted, and then it has to grow. We have to make it grow. Remember, we've all been given the measure. See, we've all got that same measure. But, and we talked about this last week, you could be strong in faith, when it comes to your health, but you can still be weak in faith when it comes to your finances. So you could worry about that, not worry about your health. So, so we, it depends on what we put our mind to is what our faith is developed on that level. But, but faith is a seed, see? And, and then that seed is the Word. See, when we say that Word, the Bible says faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word. So when we say the Word, faith has to come. It may be so small, a minuscule, that we don't realize it. But, but your spirit will respond to that Word. That's the seed. And the more time you spend with that Word, developing that Word, the bigger that thing grows inside of you. And then you begin to see that it could happen. It could be a possibility that, that it could actually work for you. Uh, Luke chapter 17, verse 6. And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mercy, if you had faith as a seed, see, you might do what? Say something. See, if you had faith as a seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, be plucked up by the roots, and be thou planted in the sea, and what? Uh, what's going to obey you here? This is the key. Your faith is going to obey you, not the tree. Don't confuse the two. See, your faith is going to obey you. And, and if you read on, you know, the Bible talks about faith being a servant. See, you wouldn't call your servant in from the field and, and tell him, you know, and you wouldn't sit down and fix him a meal and feed him. He would do, be doing that for you because he's the servant. See, you have, to, you have to understand, faith is a servant. It goes out and supposed to develop and make whatever it is that we that we need. So, so, so this is what he's talking about here. He said, and it should obey you. Your faith should o- obey you if you grow. Now, let's look at this in Luke chapter 1. And we'll get into our book. But we'll give you this, this foundation. So as we talk about these things, you, you, we all are on the same page here. Uh, this, this is where the angel visited Mary. Okay, and we always, you know, a, a lot of people ask questions of how did how did Mary conceive Jesus? What caused that seed to be planted that actually growed into a baby? See that because that's what happened. See, All right, let's read this and then we'll talk about it a little more. Verse thirty-five. So you know, this is where, where this is uh, Mary and the angel, and the angel answered and. Let us back up because she's going to say, how can this thing be? Verse 34. 
Then Mary said unto the angel, How can this thing be, seeing I know not a man? Verse 35. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the high shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she had also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, which was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. See, she received that word, and that seed grew or caused conception inside of her and caused Jesus to be born. Now, now you got me, but we all, we all hear. If not, we'll, I'll be sure we all understand. That's what she received. She took that word and believed what that angel said, and that word seed become seed inside of her. See? So we take this word when he says, my God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory. That's the seed. See, And we receive that seed like Mary did and it grows and it bursts inside of us and causes us to believe it and then that gives God access to get all of our needs met. You know, with me? That's what faith does. See, Faith has to be grown. I don't want to get ahead of myself as we get to this, this next page. But that's how we develop faith. That's how we make things happen. We take the seed and we have to develop that seed. That's our responsibility. God's not going to do it. And that's why you see people in different levels in their Christian walk. Some of them have developed their faith. Some of them haven't. See, And, and that's the difference. And, and we, we, we have to be taught this stuff because you've got people in church that's been there 20, 30 years that's got the same issues in life they had the first day they come to church. That ought not be. See, we, we're here to learn and to grow. So we have to take that and we have to talk to it all the time. Well, that's what we're thinking. That's what we're saying. That's what we're dwelling on. Whatever that promise is that you need that's going on in your life. And we consume it. And we consume it because faith, we are fed by our eyes, our ears, and our mouth. What we see, what we say, what we hear. And we have to get the right stuff going in those three portals. And that makes faith develop. That makes faith come. See? It's the same thing. If we focus on the negative, we talk the negative, we look at the negative, then remember, faith and fear we studied last week are the same thing. See? Fear will bring you all those problems that you don't want, just like faith will bring you all that stuff you do want. And both of them are developed. We take that seed of that problem and we believe it, and then we start talking about it. We start looking at it and see that seed of negativity or that problem, it begins to grow inside of us just like faith does. See, because we're spiritual agents and that's how the process works. We can develop that fear. That's why when we start developing fear and we start developing worry, then it becomes easier and easier. Next thing we know, we, we call them worry warts. We're just worrying about something all the time because we develop that, see. It's the same thing about, you know, I say it's about complaining or, or you know, uh, about people. The first time you start complaining, you know, you challenge it a little bit. Then the more you do it, eventually you just complain about everything. You don't even realize you're complaining. You're just complaining all the time. You know, it, it, we be built that way. God built us that way. And it got twisted because of what Adam did, see. 
So we have to be very, we have to guard. What, you know, we talked about, you know, songs last week, you know, about how, you know, you wake up that song in your head, you ain't heard it in 20 years. Well, it's down inside. It is growing and it's causing you to think different ways. See? I got some questions. Go ahead. Okay. We're all given a measure. The measure. The measure. The measure. Okay. I interpret that as, a, I guess, a baseline. Uh-huh. That's exactly right. Good That's point. A baseline mm-hmm. to build on. That's right. Okay. And it says, just to, is the baseline less than the mustard seed? The baseline, I would say, is the mustard seed. Uh-huh. Okay. The baseline is the mustard seed. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And... Are we supposed to grow that mustard seed, or are we supposed to have faith up to that? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. This is the way I see it from my perspective. It depends on it depends on how far behind the curve I am. If I've done nothing with my faith all the years that I've been saved, then and I call it. Bill Winston said this best. It's like a tree growing up inside of you. See, that, that fear grows up inside of you as the trunk, and then it has all these branches. Mm-hmm. Worry, fear, anxiety. But see, faith grows up inside of us also, see. And then it takes a long time to, to cut that tree down and replace that tree with, with something else. Um, but, but, but everybody has to, if, if we didn't all start in the same place, then God would be a respecter of persons. Right? And, and he can't be that. He can't give Bobby more faith than me. Because then that means Bobby could enjoy the blessing more than I can. That makes God like him more than he likes me. And it can't be like that. The problem is, we haven't... It's the same thing in life. You know, you have to decide you want to do something in life. Nobody can do that for you. You have to decide you want better. You have to decide you want to do better. And then that takes something from effort from you. It's the same thing in this. You know, you have to decide... I want my needs met. I want to know God at the level that I can call on Him anytime, 24-7, no matter what the situation, and bam, He's there to help me fix it. You know, you have to decide you want that. I can't make you want that. And by wanting that, then it means I got to change. I got to want to do more. I got to spend more time looking at this than I look at that. I have to change my habits. I have to change what I say. I have to change what I look at. See, and that's why only one out of ten people would do this because it takes effort. And most people in life, we're too comfortable. We don't want to put no effort in anything. We want an easy way out, you know. And I, and I talked to a guy this week, you know. He was talking about, you know, we got talking and he had high blood pressure. You know, he said, Doc told me not take my blood pressure pill at night because it could make my blood pressure fall too low. The first time I'd ever heard somebody say that. It makes it fall too low and then, then I could have, have trouble. Is that right or wrong? Um, but anyway, you know, and he went on talk, you know, and, and, and I'm not making fun of the guy. He's a heavy set guy. And he said, you know, we got talking about, you know, changing the way you eat things. He said, as long as I can take a pill and do what I want to do, I'm going to take a pill. See, there's nothing you can do with that. Mm-hmm. You know, until he gets to the point that his pill doesn't work and he won't change. And, he, you know, he, he can't change. He won't change. See, and that's how you've got to get to the point in your life that you won't change, that you fed up with the issues. You fed up with being second rate. You fed up with being a bottom feeder. You know, you've got to get fed up and then be willing to make a change. Real, real quick, Go ahead, sir. Uh, sometimes as doctors, 
to do that to you. You're exactly right. Because, uh, you know, I had that issue about a year or so ago, and I was significantly overweight. My blood pressure was real high. I had a lot of high cholesterol. And started taking all these meds that these doctors started giving me. And the side effects were worse than what the medications were doing to me. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I, just like you said, you got to make that decision to change your life. Yeah. And when you do, then you don't have to take the meds anymore. That's right. But you have to come for that choice. And I, I tell you, I, I, I dealt with this with, with, with my mom. Uh, you know, her blood pressure kept going up and up and up and up and up. I mean, she, they, they had her taking like six or seven blood pressure pills. And I mean, it was, I mean, we're getting up in the 190s, 200. And then all of a sudden it would fall, it'd come back. And so, you know, she's 82. So Angie and I once started going to the doctor with her. And every time we'd go to that heart doctor, He'd come in, well, we're just going to increase the medicine. I said, whoa, we're not increasing nothing. You know, that is not the issue. You've given her all these pills. It's it, it told between that and, like I said, the cholesterol. She was taking 17 pills a day. You know, you can hear about that. I don't know if you can take them all at one time. Maybe, you know. But so, so, so she went to a doctor that, that would, would slow down and try to see what's going on. And, they, and they, 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 they went all the way back and took her off of everything. And the doctor got researching it. And do you realize, and, and, and I'm going to say this right, that some of the side effects of combinations of high blood pressure makes your high blood pressure high. Yes. <laughs> hey, that, that's kind of crazy. I'm taking high blood pressure medicine, but if I take it in the wrong combination, it's actually going to make my blood pressure high. And that's what they had done. They had gave her combination, and every time she would go by herself, they would give her more of it. But what did it do? It just kept elevating it and elevating it and elevating it. But you have I've decided with her, you've got to take your health in your own. You've got to go to the doctor and take your own health in your own hands, not leave it to them. Because they're going to write prescriptions. That's what they do. You know, and I don't know it be true, but I, I, you know, I've heard it say it depends on what pharmaceutical company is, is giving them the best options is what they're going to recommend for you. And I, I, don't, <clears throat> I don't take any message, so I don't know about all that. But, <clears throat> but everything has to be, you have to control your own life. But we as Americans have got to, well, we think that the government and the doctor and the lawyer, just whatever they say is just what we do. We're just like sheep being led around everywhere. You know, we we, we got to stand up for ourselves and take control of our life. It's my responsibility. If my life is a mess, it's on me. If my life is good, it's on me. And and take it from that aspect and, and, and do something about it. And then, I didn't mean to preach, but <laughs> but you're exactly right, brother. And then, I see it all the time. You know what I mean? And it's like. The, the people that we put our trust in most are the ones that are actually doing probably some of the most most harm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I read this, and this is an amazing stat. It, it really brought me into reality what you're saying. Since polio, the United States has not cured one single disease. Since polio, 1930s, we have not cured one disease. Exactly right. Now that's what the thing goes on to say. We decided that we could make. But you just look. I, I'm, I'm 59. This will be 60. We had good old Doctor Stroud Jackson in Clow. If you broke your arm, if you fell, and you need stitches, it don't matter what you needed. He done it all. He had cast you up. They, but now everything wrong with you, we spin off to a specialist. We spin off. Then that specialist spins you off to another specialist. See that? So we've decided that. And this is just Vic talking now. 
that, 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 that we can make all of this money off of this system. And that's why health care is going. You know, when I was born, my mama told me it costs $600 when I was born. So all the doctor and hospital bill was $600. And last year, we had 21 years ago with Lily. It was $7,000 then. I don't know what it is now. You know? And that's probably thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000, you know, because of all that stuff. And, and I'm off on a rabbit trail. I want to say this, too. Hey, Vic, I, want to, I want to add to it. I, Go ahead. I don't mean any sympathy, but uh, I watched a, a man testify about uh, having lung cancer, four, and uh, he, he got a mask. And so uh, he, he went doing research, and he had a, you know, quote-unquote conspiracy buddy of his that, you know, uh, taught him into taking a, a specific kind of dog that he warmer. <coughs> Yeah. So he went trap supply, spent two hundred fifty dollars on this dog where they wanted the treatment and by the end of it the, the cancer was gone and he passed that mass and it's cancer free. Yeah. I, I tell you this you can read this on, on Doctor Colbert's writings. He has um you know, Doctor Colbert is an M M D, but he's also a nutritionist. What is he? Yeah. Anyway, he deals with he believes that the body given the right things. Could heal, it will heal itself. What do you call that? Huh? That's right. That's right. And our problem is what we feed it is what's called. But anyway, I don't want to get into all that. But but anyway, he he he's got with some more like-minded doctors that have different specialties, you know, with him. And they've documented they have four patients right now just off of nutrition that they have taken from stage four cancer to total remission with no drugs, no chemo, just strictly. Testing the body, what do you need? Giving it that. Testing the body, giving it what it needs, and and he he feels like in the next few years that that, that, that it'll be a be a common thing, and that medical science can no longer deny. See, doctors, I reckon they're not trained in it. I, I'm not trying to knock doctors that that, that they're good. I go to them. You should go to them. But I, but you know your doctor won't talk too much about vitamins and natural supplements. They really they really brush it off and say that's just you know talk. You know, but from my experience with, with Lily and Dr. Colbert, it's not. You know, they, we took her from multiple cysts down down to one in her kidneys. I mean, I know it works. You know, in the. Well, you know, when the man's history, I look at like childhood cancer statistics and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I was I saw this the other day and I looked it up to find it again. But in, since 1980, they've made four drugs for childhood cancer. Mm-hmm. Since 1980, but they spend all this money. On all this other stuff they want you to do, mm-hmm. like Nevada's hospital bills were over a million dollars. Yeah, healthcare is you know? not really about healthcare anymore. It's mm-hmm. about money. Mm-hmm. It's all on how much money they can make. Yeah, because if we can take one sale and, and and make a sheep or a goat like we've done, you tell me we can't figure out how to. But we know that cancer sale is a free radical. It is a sale that is mutated and doing what it ain't supposed to do. All we gotta do is figure out how to control that, and you control the cancer. Sir, I'm sure they have. Yeah, but it ain't. It ain't but again, if it's not, that's right. But that's that's why this this whole thing that's fallen, and, and I don't want to get off in conspiracy theories. But that's why the whole thing with Ivy Metron fell apart with COVID because it don't cost nothing. And now, and now it's the cheap. FDA is recommending that. Yeah. Oh, I got it. The doctor it to me. Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, I've been, you know, they come out and called it a horse drug. But I've imagine been been prescribed to humans for years and years and years. It's just a derivative. Y'all think with animals, you just give an animal more than you give a human. It's been overseas. It went out in yeah. places like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this, we're living in Central America. 
and I'm just going to throw these numbers out. It might not be exactly right. A prescription may cost you a hundred dollars in the United States. You cross the border and go to Central America, it won't be three or four dollars. The exact same drug. You know, it just tells you, you know, what what we've turned ourselves into. But 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 there again, who has done it? The church has let all this happen. We the blame. The people in this room, we all the blame. We have voted for for. For godly people, we voted for programs and things like that, and we've not stood up when it's time to stand up. And I was shocked. Y'all heard about this thing with, with the public library, right? You know, I am shocked that the people that are responding to this that I would never would have thought would have thought like that. You know, uh, and it kind of tells you why the church is so weak because we got people that really ain't don't believe anything in the church. They don't have any stance on anything. All right. I reckon we do have current affairs today. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we back to you know. So 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 you got to see. You know, we talked about this when we talked about about tithing and sowing. You know, you got to see money when you tithe as a seed, not as money. And the same thing you got to see when when you when you need that promise uh, or whatever's going on in your life. That promise is your seed, and you don't really. And, and it's okay. You don't really believe it the first time you read it, see? But you have to trust that the Bible says faith comes. So, so it came. It may be real small, and you don't recognize it. But if you'll stay with it, the more you read it, the more you look at it, the more you think about it, see, what is this saying to me? What would this actually change in my life if this was a reality? See, that's how you look at those scriptures, see. If this happened to me, how would it change my life? That causes faith to come, and you have to develop it and grow in it. That's why I tell folks, if you've got a problem, you just need two or three scriptures. You don't need a whole bunch of confusing stuff. You know, find, you start reading scriptures, and you'll find out two or three of them will really kind of speak to you, kind of jump out at you, you know. Take, take those and, and develop yourself in those. You don't, you don't need 20, 30, 40 scriptures. Just a couple that, that speak to you and, 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 and begin to use yourself to develop. You get all these different translations. You know, slow down and read. What does that word actually mean? What does that word actually mean? That's what we call meditating, see? And worry is the same thing. What do we, when we worry, what are we doing? We're thinking about the problem. We're meditating on the problem, see? It's the same process. We just remember it's evil, so it's twisted. See, faith is is meditating on this word. I'm not going to think about that worry thought. Who be texting me at church? <laughs> that would be John Rodman. <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna give up our trade secrets, but you'll see some stuff me and Todd text. And. Uh, it, Man, you may get a group one day, haven't we? <laughs> now I don't forget, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Anybody want to help me figure out what I was saying? Huh? Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, because we, we develop in that, see, because we, we major on the problem instead of majoring on the solution. And we have to, we have to twist that back and start majoring on, on the Word and, and the problem, and it'll grow just, just like that fear did. And the more it grows, it'll push that fear out until you can totally believe and see yourself this happening to me. Alright? Acts chapter 14, the bottom of the page. So that's kind of where we go. This, is, this first chapter is about 
how faith comes. How does, how does it come? It says, and, and there they, Paul and Barnabas, preached the gospel or the good news. Acts 4.17. It's the bottom of the first page. We all there? Okay. Yep. And there sat a man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who was steadfastly beholding him, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Now, the casual reader of the word might say, Isn't that wonderful? Paul healed that man. You've heard that said, so have I. But Paul did not heal the man. The man was not healed because Paul was an apostle. Apostle. The man was not healed by Paul's faith. The man himself had the faith to be healed. Notice what had to take place before the man was healed. And as they, Paul and Barnabas, preached the gospel. So Paul did three things. He preached the gospel or the good news. He perceived the man had faith to be healed. He told the man to rise and walk. Now, the man did three things. That's called corresponding action. He heard Paul preach the gospel. He had faith to be healed. He leaped and walked. The man was not healed by some special power that Paul had. The man himself had faith to be healed. Where and how did he get faith to be healed? He got it from what he heard. Now, this is the answer to the age-old question, why so many people, when they get prayed for, don't get healed? Most people, when they come down front to get healed, they're looking for the pastor or ever who's praying for them to do all the work, and they just walk off heels. You follow me? They got none of their faith on the line. They're not believing anything. They're looking for somebody else to do all the work. Well, from what we know about faith just this morning, we know they're going, they're going to leave empty-handed. They have to receive that, that they can be healed and believe they can be healed and then talk and act like. Because more times than not, when you talk to somebody after they've been prayed for, they'll say something like, Well, I sure hope so. Well, you can go on and sit down, honey. You ain't got nothing. <laughs> well, that's just a, that's just the bold fact. See, because that's, there's no faith in that, see. You, you have to do your part. You have to receive that healing and leave in your mind saying, I'm healed and talking that you're healed and acting like you're healed and forget about what your body's telling you. Because we seen last week in Mark 4.15, the devil's going to turn the heat up. It's going to look worse. It's going to get worse. Things are going to change for the negative. He wants you to get off of that, see. But you have to, you have to say things like, "Hey, I, 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 I receive, I receive that." You now, know, people who don't go to church regularly, they don't know that, and they ask you to pray for them, and they, right. they don't know. That's right. And you got to pray and do the best you can. You know. Also, too, though, you know, the, the, the teaching that a lot of people get from other churches is not. It, it doesn't say it like that. It well, says their whole thing is they pray for it and they they hope it's God's will for them to be healed. And that kills it to start with. You know, you got to be convinced it's God's will to heal, or you don't have a starting place. You got to be convinced that it's God's will to prosper you, or you don't have a starting place. 
Well, if he may or he may not, God heals some, he don't heal some, he blesses some, he don't. See, you don't have any, any, any basis, you know, to come before God. Because remember, this is a covenant. God said, I make this covenant and I cannot lie. If I lie to you, then I, I'll destroy my own self. So whatever I find in here, I say, God has to do this for me. I just got to get up the mustard seed. That's all I got to do. I don't have to have some kind of great faith. I just got to get up a mustard seed here. And starts thinking this can happen and not that. And starts thinking that I can be this, not that. That's all I got to do. And then God can come in and start working. And then He'll develop me. And I'll begin to say something and I'll feel this challenge inside of me. Or I'll begin to think something and I'll feel that challenge. What's He doing? He's trying to root out that that you don't need to be thinking about and get you where you're supposed to be because we gave Him that access. See, It's real simple. We've just made it really hard in there. Uh, uh, how to do this thing, you know? So we've got from from the start, we've got to try to have <coughs> believe that we have the faith of a mustard seed to even get to even get in, you know started anyway. We have to believe faith works, so you don't have a starting place. Yeah, because mm-hmm. most people, like, just like he said about the healing, most people believe that God's gave some more faith than He's got others. That's why Benny Hinn can do what Benny Hinn does. He got more faith than Vic Coker. Mm-hmm. That's true. But he developed his faith into that. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all know the Benny Hinn story? You ever read his story? You need to read his story. You'll understand why he is so like he is. Benny Hinn started dating this young girl. And she took him home to meet his father, her father. And the first thing the father said, are you a tither? And he said, I didn't even know what, what that was. And he said, if you're not a tither, you can't date my daughter. So as he began, wanted to learn, he, he could have turned it off then or he could have decided to learn, right? But he, let, he got under this guy's tutelage and began to learn. And Benny Hinn went back from whatever that time was and figured out how much back tithe he owed God. And he made a plan with God to pay all of his back tithes to get him current. Most of us got saved. We didn't do that. You know, so 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 now you see why Benny Hinn is what Benny Hinn is because what he was willing to change and willing to sacrifice. I say, I'm sold out. I believe this works. I believe you said if I tithe, you you rebuke the devourer for my sake. You know that these blessings would have, I would abound in blessings, and more good things would happen to me than bad things. He took a hook, line, and sinker, and made a, a plan, a faith plan with God, and bam! Now we got we got Benny Hinn. See. And, but you have to say things like that, you know, you know, I, I received that, you know, and, and this is something that, that you really need to make a note somewhere. And when, when you hear something or you see something in the Bible or a preacher says something about something success, you say, that happens to me all the time. That happens to me all the time. Why? You get your thinking on something good happening to you. You begin to bring it up. You know, somebody said, testify, Lord, I had this light bill. They come to turn my lights off. And, and but I don't know how, but before they turned them off, they got a call and, and, and my bill got paid. And I don't know how. You say, that happens to me all the time. See, there's your chance. Be your faith. Be your faith. I receive, when, you know, when, when somebody testifies or prophesies in the church, you just say, hey, I receive that. I take that, see. And begin to deal with it. Begin to work on it. See, that makes faith begin to come. It changes. You know, <clears throat> you ever bought a car and you think, I don't ever see any cars like this. Then you buy that car, what happens? They're everywhere. Why? Why? Your subconscious has put, put your feelers out now. See? And then everywhere it goes, it finds it for you. 
same thing with this. See? The same thing with this, see? You know, it's the same thing. Once you get your subconscious in that alert mode, it'll start finding these success places for you. It'll start finding these things that you can you can hold on to, see? Because I'll tell you from experience, you know, it don't matter how poor you act, God's got a plan to bring you where you're supposed to be. And where you're supposed to be? Supposed to be the head and not the tail. Above only. Ne- never, 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 never beneath it, see it. That's where He wants us to be. That's how He sees us. And ever His interaction to us is to get us from here to here. But we won't receive His correction. See? For restoration, for change, we have to receive correction. And say, okay, Lord, I repent of that. I'm, I, I, I'll do better with that. I'll work on that. I'll fix that, see? And, and I, Angie laughs at me. I told her yesterday, I, I started to text you too. I said, man, I have failed to fail. This patient thing is just, everywhere I go, it's a slow person or some, I mean, I, I, I don't wait for the bell to ring. I'll try to tell you this quickly. So I, I go to Chick-fil-A yesterday to get us, get us some lunch. Just me. So I, I said, there's three cars in this lane. There's only, you know, Chick-fil-A got two lanes. You know. There's three cars in this lane. There's one car in this lane. Where, where am I going? I'm going to get in there just one car. I get up there. <coughs> this man and woman. And, and they're in a little car, so I'm in the truck, so I, I can see them. And, and they're and they talking, they're talking. They give her the phone. She tries to swap the phone. It, it don't do nothing. And they go on back and forth, back and forth. The man is kind of quiet. This woman is just, you know, she's talk, doing all the talking all the way across. So then they give her a card. And they scan it, and they scan it, and they scan it. It's, it don't work. Then they give her another card. And she's and I'm like, like five cards done went by on this side, and I'm right here behind this woman. So then they didn't take the card. So then they gave her a handful of change. And both of them then are turned around like this. It's, it's got a console. And they're digging around. They're trying to find money in the car to pay for whatever it is. They, and so they dig and they dig. And they give some change. And they give a bill. And then they, they give another bill. And I'm like, a dozen cars now. I'm just, you know. Why don't you call her I'll pay for this? I come this close to blowing the horn. I, 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 I ain't just wound up tight. So then we go on the ram. And so now I pass all them ten cars. It's just that car. Because as long as that car stayed in the order line, everybody done cleared in front of it. So, man, I'm caught up now. We're going to get it. So here comes the young guy. And all this, they just got two drinks. I don't know what was in the two. That's all they got was two drinks after all this commotion. So they hand it in. And this lady over here, she opens it up. I see her open it up. And she closes up. And she gives it back to the man. I don't know if it wasn't full or, or what. So the man takes it. He comes back. She, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so, so then it got, you know, by then there's a bunch of cars behind me. Now all these people I just passed, they didn't pass me again. This car pulls up about two parking places and stops. It doesn't got what it was in them drinks. In there, and they just stop. Well, I didn't got my order. You know, they didn't took, they didn't give the people behind me in this car. And we all sitting there waiting on this car. And I said, man, my hand, I just want to blow this horn. I want to say, won't you get the picture out of the way? Let me go. I just want to go home. <laughs> y'all ain't know y'all been there, have y'all? So then they sat there about five minutes. And they opened them drinks. And then they come out. And said, they come back around into the drive through line. I said, Lord, bless these people at Chick-fil-A. They ain't never going to get rid of this man and woman today. And <laughs> Well, y'all, y'all have a good week. Y'all pass the paper.